Welcome to The Measuring Line. I'm your host, Heath Meadows. There was a survey just recently released by Legionnaire Ministries. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. And Lifeway Research. It is called The State of Theology. And it evaluates the theological understanding of those in the United States calling themselves evangelicals. And as with most of these surveys that have been released, either by Barna or Lifeway or whoever, that dives into the state of the church or understanding of the church or you know what it means to be a Christian, whatever, whatever the questions are, whatever it's pertaining to, most of what comes out of that is a very dark picture of the church in America, what we understand and how we understand either doctrine or who Christ is or what it means to be a Christian or how, how we get to heaven. And I addressed this on one of the before, you know, when pastors don't know or are saying that there's more than one way to get to heaven. We wonder why the sheep are scattered and don't understand and fall away from the church. It's like there's no one up there behind the pulpit that takes a line and says, this is the way, walk ye in it. And, uh, you know, I, I have always found that people, regardless if they follow you or not, will respect you if you stay, take a hard line and say, this is the line that I follow and I'm not going to you know, meander from it. I'm not going to stray from it or water it down to make you feel better. If you don't agree with it, then that's fine. And I know we live in some, some times where people don't, you know, if you don't share others' opinions, you're ostracized, but I really don't care. That's when the backbone of the Christian needs to become stronger. We, we stand on, on the shoulders of martyrs throughout 2000 years of history of people being mutilated and, you know, cut in pieces and beheaded and crucified and all these other things for what they believe. And a little bit of, you know, we get a little bit of outcasting from social media and we think we're being persecuted and that's not even close to being, you know, accurate. But just to give you guys some examples, there is this doctrine that's basically says that God is unchanging. It's called the doctrine of immutability. Over half of the evangelicals agreed in the survey that God learns and adapts to his circumstances and all you really have to do is read your Bible. Hebrews 13, 8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He does not change. Revelation also speaks of the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the same throughout time and history because he is immortal. He exists outside of time. He created time. And if he learns and adapts like some kind of artificial intelligence, that means he would have to been created and also that he is not omniscient and omnipotent. So that is a, that's, that's a major problem, guys. So 65% of evangelicals agreed that everyone is born innocent in the eyes of holy monkey. That is one of the major doctrine of the Christian church. It is an essential. It is the doctrine of original sin. And it states that we are born sinners in need of a savior, plain and simple. And the easy way to remember the, the doctrine of original sin is to think of a river and think about where a river starts, like where it comes up the very start of where a river begins. Maybe it begins as a little creek, a spring, whatever, whatever the case may be. But where the river begins, someone takes a huge jar or 55-gallon drum and dumps poison in it. And from that point on, everything downstream is 
poisoned. You can't drink the water. Fish are going to die. Nothing's going to live in it. You get the idea. Adam and Eve are the origin of our river as humanity, and everything from them has been contaminated. From their sin, the entire DNA of the human race is contaminated with the poison of sin. And so we are born into sin. And if you don't believe me, as soon as your little boy or girl gets old enough to speak, watch and see if someone um, someone teaches them how to lie. I can tell you what, I've never taught my kids how to lie, but they pick up on how to lie right away. And, and b- the bad habits just come naturally. Some of the things they do, if you don't correct and, and steer them, what do they do? Well, they, they throw tantrum tantrums. They do, it's in the nature. It's, it's, in bre- it's in the DNA because of the original sin, and that's what that doctrine states. If that is not true, then there was no reason for Jesus to go to the cross. I mean, it's just silliness. Some 56% of evangelicals agreed with the idea that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, in contrast to Jesus' words in Matthew that without him, no one knows God. Let's look up a quick verse here. I believe it is Acts 4. 16 let me look it up it's let me see there maybe i'm off on this one basically in the book of acts peter tells everybody there is only one name under heaven by which all men can be saved and that is jesus christ and so there is no way through muhammad there is no way through buddhism there is no way through islam that somebody is going that you're going to make your way to heaven and uh, so you know to me this stuff is incredible acts 4 12 sorry guys i was i was off by a couple verses and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved that's a good verse to remember and rememberize because that is the key essential to witnessing to those out in the world And apparently, we're not teaching that behind the pole. The most stunning result, as this article says, has to do with the topic of Jesus Christ's divinity. When asked whether they agreed that Jesus was a great teacher, but not God, 43% of American evangelicals answered yes. That number is up 13% from just two years ago. Guys, the doctrine of the Trinity, although it is very hard to, to wrap our minds around it, there are good ways to explain it. You know, to take a podcast and go through the doctrine of the Trinity would take a long podcast, but I think, you know, I might just throw a three or four minute podcast and give a quick overview of what the doctrine of the Trinity is, because it's such a foundational key element to uh, Christianity that without it, uh, we don't have Christianity. Jesus was both a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. He laid aside his privileges as divinity, and but he was still 100% God when he walked on the earth, as well as 100% man. Without that, the cross would not have been able to cover our sins. And here's another, just this adding all this together into, the, into Jesus and the cross, without the resurrection, we don't have Christianity. Those are so pivotal on what we believe that if any of that is not true, 
we need to pack up our Bibles and go look for something else because there, and Paul tells the Corinthian church that if this is not true, we are all fools because this, this isn't, you know, this, this, we don't have Christianity. We don't have Christianity without Jesus as fully God, fully human, the hypostatic union, which we, again, it's hard for our minds to wrap around how that can be, but it is. And, the idea that he went to the cross for our sins, that we're born into sin, that we by you know the sin, the original sin all the way back to Adam and Eve, that we are sinners in need of a savior, that he that he bore the weight of our sin, of every single sin, of being separated from the Father on the cross, that he was resurrected on the third day into great triumph, that he descended and ascended, and he now sits at the right hand of the Father waiting to come back and set up and establish his government on earth. Those are foundational things to Christianity that cannot waver, and we cannot get away with altering one little bit. There is only one name that you can be saved by. It's your salvation is sealed through, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. And so many out there, I fear, and these surveys show this, and and maybe you get a little sick of me talking about surveys, but the idea that some people out there believe that they're saved and, and they follow and understand that they don't, I'm sorry, that they don't follow and understand basic doctrine is a, is a great concern to me. I actually, it goes back to that verse in Matthew 7 that I've always said was the scariest verse in the Bible. It, or Yeah, so it's that, that idea that we're going to go in front of the Lord and we're going to say, hey, we prophesied and we cast out demons and we healed the sick. And he's going to say, I don't know who you are. Part of knowing who God is and having a relationship with God is be, studying his word and understanding his commands and who he is. And those doctrines explain to you who God is and why these things have happened and why Jesus came to begin with. It's like the doctrine of original sin. One of the reasons why, and I think we also, I've stated it many times on this when we were talking about cosmic Christology, that the cross did so much more than forgiveness, although forgiveness would have been an awesome thing enough. It it, it has reset into motion the recreation and the and the restoration of all creation. It, it's just an awesome thing, and to not understand or not to begin to at least have a touch of understanding of what those doctrine is makes it really hard for you to be a Christian who knows their God and has a relationship with their God. It 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 uh, you know doctrine is essential to having a relationship with God. I don't care what any charismatic says about their you know, emotional experiences, uh, doctrine keeps you grounded. And, you know, cause the emotional experiences are like balloons. Sometimes they can make you float away into outer space. And you may think that you're following God and you're really not. Doctrine is that anchor to the ground that keeps us steady on the course. And if we don't understand doctrine, we're in, a, we're in a very concerning place. And I know it's sometimes really hard to balance because most of the time, People that are doctrine oriented are like teachers and they're like, they like books and they're, they're into head knowledge. And then, so those guy those people tend to, to shy away from spiritual matters. And I've said on this podcast before, we need to have a balance of both spirit and power and the word. And it's really hard to keep that balance. I'm not going to lie, but you look at a good example would be Paul, who was just 
a highly intelligent, actually he was a genius, you know, theologian that also walked in the power of God. And so we all, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And I think that's a good, good example for us to follow Paul and try to, at least as best we can, understand sound doctrine, but also walk in the power of the Spirit. And it's so important in these last days because I think there's so many different false doctrines entering the church right now. If we don't have a good understanding of our Bible, we're going we're gonna to be a mess. And it's already, the fruit of this has already started. We've watered down the gospel so much to make it palpable for people that we're losing our identity as Christians. And it, it's really sad to me. And that idea of salvation through other name is just not about saying a quick little prayer and asking Jesus into your heart, which, by the way, is not in the New Testament. You can look that up. The idea is you enter a relationship with him. You hand everything over to him. You die to yourself. You pick up your cross daily, and you follow him. And that means believing loyalty. Every day you get up, it's an allegiance. You you get up, and you you follow Christ. You say, Where, what are you doing today, God? What are you up to? And I want to make sure I'm heading that direction with you. That's an everyday thing. And we tend to, what, uh, what most people that call themselves Christians tend to do is say, well, I believe in God, so therefore I am a Christian. And so that doesn't necessarily make you a Christian because like James says, the de- demons believe and tremble. So we got to make sure our doctrine is correct. And I think what I might do here in the future is just give some three-minute overviews of some basic doctrine uh, in the in this podcast, if nothing else, for a quick reference for people. Again, none of these doctrines are something that you're going to do justice in a few minutes. They take sometimes hours of study, but they're worth it. But if nothing else, at least you'll have something. If you don't know what some of these doctrines are, the essentials, you'll have something. So that's something that I think in the future I'll begin to work on and and try to present those in a very concise manner. But if until then, pick up your Bible, read it. Look up what it means to the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of original sin, these, you know, the salvation history and study of salvation. And, you know, what does all these different doctrines mean? And the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, all these different different ideas and doctrines are out there are there to guide us and keep us grounded. And I'm going to leave you with this. There is a quote by C.S. Lewis, and I think this is really good. It says, theology is like a map, merely learning and thinking about the Christian doctrines, if you stop there, is less real and less exciting than the sort of thing my friend got in the desert. So he's talking about a friend who encountered God in nature, like he had this experience with God when he was out doing a sabbatical. And so he goes on and says, uh, doctrines are not God. They're only a kind of map. But that map is based on the experience of humans, experience of hundreds of people who really were in touch with God, experiences compared with which many thrills of pious feelings you and I are likely to get on our own are very elementary and very confused. And secondly, if you want to get any further, you must use the map. If you don't listen to theology, that won't mean you have no ideas about God. It will mean you have a lot of wrong, wrong ones about God. So I thought that was a really interesting quote. And again, I hope this has encouraged you to get into your Bible and begin to read. Until we talk again, God bless.